Welcome back, another day, another vlog. Hope you're all well on this Thursday. Hope you survived a day without seeing my ugly chops on the on the screen. Uh, <laughs> had a good day yesterday. We did a it was a really good hike actually. Should be a decent video. I'm really happy with a couple of photos. About six k's up and around uh, this area here. Very, very cool, seeing some amazing spots that are just, oh, coming into summer. Now it's pretty much winter's over here. Uh, we're going straight back into summer. It was already by lunchtime, it was ridiculously hot. It was like mid to high 30s, I reckon. Uh, so pretty much that ends all opportunities to go out on those on those big hot sort of hikes. Cause it's just, it's just too hot when you're going up and down. 150, 200 meter inclines and stuff. So a little bit tricky in that regard. So it's probably the last one in that. I did see a, uh, a big canyon that's part of that range over the other side of the hill. Um, it's a massive, massive, well, it's probably at least three Ks to get to it. And then going through it would take another good couple of hours. So it'd be like an eight to 10 hour trip, round trip. Big, big expedition, um, so it might be tricky. Maybe next winter, I'm thinking. I've got that in the back of my head now. I know what's there and how good it would be. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the time to get out to it and go, I guess, go from there. So it's a little tricky. I think we're gonna, it's gonna have to be shorter ones and, and different things now, because yeah, summer, the last thing you wanna be out there on the, in, that, uh, in the sun when it's 40 plus degrees Celsius up to anywhere up to 58 degrees. I've had it here at work. So yeah, that's uh, the big hikes are done with 20 kilos and stuff on your back. It's uh, no, not good, <laughs> but it was a, we had a really good day. I think uh, Stu, good mate uh, from work, come out for a bit of a bit of an exercise. He had a really good day. He got to see some of the really nice sights around here. So that was cool. Uh, always good to have a bit of someone to have a chin wag with. I had Benny last week come out for some Astro stuff to play with his camera. Um, and then yes, two came out for a bit of exercise yesterday. So that was cool. It was a good day. So it should work out. That's about oh, probably three, four weeks away, but um, to get that video out. But look, it came up really good. I, I think it'll I think it'll come up good. I've got a fair bit of video stuff. And I, there's one spot, there's a beautiful waterfall, uh, just all solid rock. And then it's just carved through. So I think I had a couple of good shots there. Some some of those amazing trees that have survived in the actual ironstone rock. Again, so that's uh, that's they're always pretty cool. And some some yeah, I think I've got a couple of good shots out of it. So it should be pretty good. And probably more so a really good scouting trip to see some other locations. Found a couple of spots where there's a <coughs> cutoffs coming off the top of the range. And there's some sort of washouts and canyon, uh, caves sort of in those areas. And they looked really, really good. So, uh, some yeah, very, very cool spots. Sort of good. But as I said, I'd say I don't think weather permitting. And we're not going to get rain till sort of Christmas now. So, this is sort of coming into the super hot period. Uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be tricky unless it does rain. If it rains, it'll be cool enough. But that's, yeah. So, here we go. But other than that, uh, I did do some photo stuff on the night before. I only just sort of started doing that. Uh, I've got to do some work today on the new video. Should be okay. This I've got some really nice photos. It's out of Bell's Rapids. I went and did a sunrise out there. Um, a little bit something different. I've been there from Astro, some just normal day stuff in the rain and bits and pieces, which you would have seen on the channel. 
but uh, this is a bit of a sunrise. We got there the right time. Clouds weren't too bad. They're pretty good. We've got some nice clouds. It didn't really bounce off. The clouds were a little bit low. You really need those high level clouds so the sun sort of got room to get up and then reflect off them. Um, but off a couple of photos, I did some nice slow ones of the water and I'm pretty happy with how they come out. So photos going to probably take a little bit. I think I've got 150, 200 photos to get through to try and sort them out. Uh, pick the best ones and then go through and clean them up and do that and then work out a sort of a, I guess a theme to them and to get that so those sort of match all the color. I think that's sort of pretty important. Now I'll try to do that with all the videos, keep all the fit, the photos in a sort of a one consistent sort of color theme or, or theme to the whole, <clears throat> to that video. So it's there we go, but it, there's definitely plenty there. So I've got a bit of work up uh, to do on that one to get it up to speed. Now, uh, Tuesday night, I did talk about Lauer with a new lens, that new nine mil. Uh, I did say I sent an email off to Lauer, got straight back to me, got an email back from yesterday, so thanks to Lauer, that was pretty awesome to get back. Unfortunately, they're not going to be bringing out the Canon, uh, that that awesome lens in the Canon mount. Um, some mechanical issues or something to do with the mount, so they just can't do it on the RF series. I don't think they're really, it's more of a mirrorless uh, lens, it's not really designed for the DSLR, uh, but there's something about Canon's RF mount that they they just can't get it to work or for whatever reason so that won't be coming out so it's a little bit of sad news for Canon users because a 9mm rectilinear lens on a full frame Canon uh, or on any full frame and these other guys that can use it will be I'm sure would love it uh, I'd love to see it on it I think it'd be amazing you get some wild shots um, so yeah, a bit of a shame there, but fantastic for Lauer to get straight back to me, like basically overnight, email straight back. Sorry, not, we can't, it's, can't do it, uh, just mechanical limitations, unfortunately, to the mount. So a bit of a shame, but yeah, do appreciate Lauer for getting back to you. That's pretty awesome customer service um, <clears throat> and very rare nowadays. Some great companies will get back to you straight away uh, and there are a lot of good out there. Some just, you'd never hear from them, so... Much appreciated just for the reply. Um, now, Canon Australia, with the COVID-19, they are closing their online store. So up, you can still get stuff up until the 30th of September. Uh, but basically, that's it. If you've got pre-orders in for stuff and it hasn't arrived by then, they'll contact you and it'll either be a refund or they'll arrange for a local retailer to supply the goods and they'll work out a deal with them. Basically, what they've said on their website, uh, and then I think it was Twitter was the original where I'd originally seen it, they want to support the local retailers that are struggling a bit, uh, so they've decided to shut their online store and support their these shops and let them sell it and then them sort of just step back out of the way for a bit and that way they help out the shop. So I guess... When you really look at it, that's a big company saying, hey, yeah, look, we understand all our retail shops are going to possibly close or can't are running out of money. So that's pretty awesome. So big ups to Canon. Obviously, they're going to do whatever uh, they can to support you. So if you, you've either got um, a pre-order in 
if you've got gift vouchers or special codes or anything uh, and you need to confirm whether it's going to still be available, what you can do with it, I suggest, look, just contact them. Uh, it sounds like they're ready to sort of make any deals and work out a solution. I, I don't think you're going to get shafted. Whatever you've got can currently organise. I think it'll be pretty much they'll arrange something for you. So just, just be aware of that and just contact them if you have got something in the process just to find out exactly where you're at and what's the next step. So that's pretty cool, I think, from Canon, um, supporting local retailers in Australia. Very cool. Be interested to know if they're going to be doing that in the other countries and just sort of shut down all their online stores and then just let and then support their retailers that way. I think that's a good and it'd be good for other big businesses to do the same. Australia is pretty weird. Uh, I know in the states, and I've found it a lot where you can order everything off your whoever makes it. Say like a, a car dealership, you can go online and and build and price it and get a price there and then and then that. Australia is very different to that. 90% of the websites in Australia don't have prices. You can't order nothing through them um, for major retailers and major products. You've got to go and buy from a retailer normally, and it's a real pain in the ass. But I think in this instance, I think that's a great decision, and it's probably going to save some jobs and put some food on people's tables, so that's pretty cool. Uh, if you do watch YouTube... And the last 24 hours, you would have noticed that the S5 Panasonic has released uh, that usual barrage of about nine videos back to back to back to back to back to back to back when they all release them at exactly the same time uh, come out. I did watch two of them. I watched uh, Potato Jets to get the video side and I watched Gordon Langs to get a bit of a feel for the photography side. Um, 2000 US dollars, 2700 Australian bucks. So it's a... It's basically the same price as a Z6. Um, it's pretty high-end or a EOS R around there. So similar sort of range. Uh, 4K 60, but the 60 is only at HDMI, you know, HDMI for 10-bit. Internally, it's only 8-bit, so it's not really a 4K 60. Um, does have 422 10-bit video, but the lower frames at uh, 30 and 24 frames a second. Um, it'll do ultra high def video at 180, or sorry, high def high definition video at 180 frames a second slow mo, but it's got a big crop on it. Uh, it does have anamorphic mode. It'll do a fancy 96 megapixel combo deal um, photo where it'll take eight photos and join them together to give you one high definition photo. So that was pretty cool. Dual ISO, really good, good for low light. Um, 14 stops of dynamic range. Definitely the dynamic range on it's really, really good. Does have IBIS, um, five, five stops of stabilization, five axis stabilization, sorry. Uh, that worked pretty good from what I've seen on the video from Potato Jet. He had it going pretty well, hand, did a lot of handheld stuff and it came up good. When you were Basically standing still and videoing and moving, it was really good. If you were moving, you did get a little bit of something, something. So it wasn't like gimbal spec, um, but it was still like fairly decent compared to most cameras. So that was cool. Dual SD, no, does have a USB slot for power. Again, no mention at all if you can go record straight to an SSD, which again, I think is crazy in 2020. 
basically 2021 now. Um, I don't see why they just keep refusing to add that. You put, especially they're all going, they're all putting USB C's on the side, but none of them will let you record to SSD, except for a couple of small camera companies um, like Blackmagic and that. So very weird in that regards. A uh, heap of different funky modes and stuff. It's got that stupid uh, Panasonic uh, take a photo out of 4K or 6K, but you've got to do that while you're in the camera to select. You can't do that after a fact, which I think we discussed on my Lumix, and I'd, I'd give up after one go. It was You're trying to look at the back screen, especially with a little portal one. I don't know how good the uh, screen's in there, but it's very hard to see how good a picture is. And if you're going through 100 photos, you're not going to zoom in and check focus on everything. You need to see that on a big screen on a laptop so or a home computer. So it's pretty interesting that, uh, that that's a bit of a pain in the butt. 24 megapixel, full frame, very cool. Doesn't have a, there's a few people sort of get upset about the not being a full size HDMI. I'm not sure if that really makes much of a difference. Um, and as per normal, Autofocus sucks, big one. It's continuing to fight with this um, terrible autofocus system they use, the contrast-based one, and it was absolutely woeful. Uh, everything, it was just in and out, in and out, pulsing the whole time with uh, Potato Jet. I think he had like a flash as Sigma lens on there. So like those lenses don't have any drama, so it's definitely the, the camera. Uh, they're renowned for having terrible, terrible autofocus. So as it's, and it's really aimed, I think, uh, even on the photography side, the photography side, it was okay, but like nothing to really knock your socks off. As I said, there was a couple of little sort of funky gimmicky modes, but nothing really there to, that made it sound like it was a full-blown photography camera, like a 1DX or a, a um, an R5 or a, a7R4 or something with that big megapixels and all that. So again, it's only full frame, it's only 24 megapixels. So it's not like a landscape photographer's camera or anything like that. It seems to be sort of pushing towards more, it is hybrid, but it's more sort of focused on the video side. And for the a video camera that can't autofocus, uh, I guess you're gonna get some people that say, well, the proper video camera is a manual focus. Well then go, you probably going to go and buy a proper video camera like a C100 or a 300 or a FX9 or FX6 or whatever. You're not going to buy a little poxy hybrid camera. So, or you'll go and buy the A7S3, which is amazing. So you're definitely not going to buy that. Is a little bit cheaper than the A7S3. Obviously I get that. Uh, or you'd even go to S1 if you if you wanted a proper video because you, then you got the thing. Uh, heating wise and cooling wise, pretty good. Uh, no, no limits on any of those for what it can do. So on that respect, pretty darn good. Look, I think it's a solid all round camera. I don't think it's going to sell heaps, and I think it's mainly going to be to the, for, for unfortunately, that focus issue. Uh, straight away, look, just it was painful to watch, and I think people that are looking at video are just going to look at that and see the reviews and just go, yeah, pass. Why would you? There's other options that are heaps better for focus and offer very similar sort of specs as this camera. So, okay, but nothing too exciting. Now, Apple uh, Apple rumors coming out. The 12, new 12-inch 12 laptop, so that we, we have talked about it many times. 
that this now that we've got a 16 that they'll bring it a 12 and a 14 it's a logical step uh, well rumors are that the 12 inch laptops coming it's going to have the arm chip in it it's going to be the first one with the arm chip we might get it at the big release this month or whenever it's going to be with no knows there's about 50 different guesses currently floating around the net um, 15 to 20 hours of battery life so that's pretty amazing for a laptop uh, and it's all down to that arm chip and what it can do it's going to be super super mega thin uh, but yeah, I think this is going to be the first one, the breed. Hopefully Apple's got it right so they can really, I'm sure they're going to just push everything into it to really show it to you. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how that goes. But I think from all reports so far, it looks like these ARM chips are going to be pretty wild bits of kit. So that's going to be a really interesting one. If they do release it at, at the show with the phones, I think there's going to be probably a lot of interest more into the ARM chips than the phones this year because there's that many phones released at the moment. It's just out of, you really have so many choices at so many price levels. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, leak out GoPro 9. Uh, right, uh, we all know GoPro 9, last thing, GoPro 8. Big fizzler because for whatever reason, you couldn't take the lens off. They made it solid, which was a, just a nightmare for filters. And if something happened to the lens, you were stuffed. Uh, it looks like in the render that leaked out that it's got a split around there. So it looks like they were smart enough to change it back to the old style, the old push in and spin off. So you can get changed lens and put, put uh, ND filters on and whatever else. Uh, that looks like it's come back and the other rumor was 5K footage on it, uh, which is, again, okay. I think a really awesome 10, 1080 with a really good dynamic range would be better, uh, and a 4K would be fine, 4K whatever frame rates, all that sort of stuff. I think that's fine. Uh, and they've put that little screen at the front, which was just your detail screen, which uh, DJI put a... The video on which we all thought was going to happen with that last time well it looks like they've realized that their media mods and all that crap didn't work they're going to put that there other than that doesn't look like anything else too exciting so we should see it the end of this or this like next month or so because I want to get it out to sell for Christmas um, so I can't imagine it'll be too far away before we get a release on that or we'll definitely get some more tips and stuff or uh, more leaks and look, I think it's they're going to have to do something. The phones are getting really good. Uh, cases are amazing. So you can have a phone that's two meters waterproof. You put a, a moose uh, case on it. It's drop proof. It's pretty much nearly indestructible. Uh, they're going to have to really start picking up their game if they want to stay alive. It's a tough, tough segment. Uh, cameras, especially just action ones, when as I said, phones are there with you anyway, and you can do everything pretty much on them at the moment. So I think they need a little bit more than just that screen at the front. Uh, and I think there's been plenty said of what they could should do. Uh, and hopefully we get that in. If they make it a little bit bigger, it doesn't have to be super, super, it can come up a little bit. Like they did that with the Max, it's a bit bigger. Why not bring it up and make it a little bit bigger and still have that rugged reliability. Bring it, make it bigger, put a flippy screen on it still make it waterproof, rugged, all that sort of stuff, but just give it a bigger so you can put microphones and a, a decent 
microphone jack in there and all that sort of stuff that people want. Uh, and then I think that probably would be a better idea from, I don't think super, super small is really a huge, huge drama nowadays. Now, uh, the big one, NVIDIA cards, we said they're gonna release and they got the images and stuff out yesterday, but what we didn't really know was the specs. And I was watching Linus over on his channel on Tech Tips, and from what he said, they're pretty much friggin' amazing bits of kit. Uh, they start off, they've dropped in price a heap. Um, I think the the top of the range last time was three or four grand. Uh, it's dropped down, it's to 2,500 bucks for the 3090. Uh, now that's got 24 gigabytes of G6X uh, RAM. And that's built for 8K gaming. 8K gaming is just get 8K gaming. That's that that blew me off. Uh, that's in, insane, isn't it? So that's going to run all your crazy sort of speeds and ray tracing, all that sort of stuff. So it can compete with the Playstations and the Xboxes that are just about to be released. So that's amazing. Um, the 3080, the 10 gig is 11.39. That's still got the G6X in there. And the little girl, the 3070, 8 gigabyte, that's got GDDR6 in it. That's only 809. Now, that's released in October. The 3080 is going to be released 17th of this month. And the big girl, the 3090, on the 24th of this month. 24th of this month. Sorry, I've lost my English. Uh, first night shift. <laughs> now, they're saying that the 3070 performance-wise, beats the outgoing 2080 Ti, the top-of-the-range $5,000 card. So if you just bought one of them in the last couple of months, yeah, see if we can get a refund. <laughs> because, wow, the specs, and they've got, but that's possible because they've got this new Ampere technology they've developed with Samsung. Basically, they're using eight nanometer uh, chips and they've got 28 billion transistors in each one of these things. It's just insane. Three times better, basically, than the whole last series in in all performance levels. Uh, and that brings the bottom of the range to outperform the, the top of the range monster that 2080 Ti was, which is just insane. I think Linus said that it was 2004 was the last time that uh, an incoming graphics card range, the base model, eclipsed the old top of the range one. So that leap is just, had a massive, massive leap. And it's apparently something to do with this technology with Samsung, this Ampere technology, basically just cramming, being able to cram all these amazing amounts of transistors into these little uh, chips. And they're getting super high quality so they're not getting as much loss when they're making them and it's just made a massive difference so they're gonna sell like hotcakes so if you need a new graphics card and you're building a computer uh a if you've got one on order cancel that and get one of these because this thing these are going to be just insane and b they're going to go pretty quick so make sure you get a pre-order in on one as soon as you can and that's about it radio uh i will see you all again tomorrow and for another day, hope you all had a fantastic Wednesday night or if you're coming into 
Wednesday morning. I will see you all again tomorrow because it's Thursday here, Thursday morning, and I'll see you tomorrow on Friday. Okay, have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for stopping by. Where are you going that way? Uh, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.